Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the You Imagine podcast. Today on the show, Joseph Abraham, CEO and founder of Startup Atom, sits down with Mr. Chris Gopalakrishnan, the chairman of Axelor Ventures and former co-founder of Infosys. Mr. Gopalakrishnan shares his thoughts about the immense potential Tamil Nadu as a state holds and the opportunities for various new businesses to be created. He also shares some valuable tips on what it takes to be a successful startup in India and in effect creating affordable inclusive innovation for the entire world. Listen on as they have a conversation about this and share many more insights as Tamil Nadu sets the stage for the biggest tech and startup summit on the 23rd through the 25th of March 2023. Imagine Chennai 2023. Hi Chris thank you so much for taking this time and meeting us in this afternoon and uh, it's really nice to meet you in person um heard a lot about you read a lot about you uh, first time meeting you in flesh and blood so thank you so much for taking the no, time no no thank you for uh, coming over from chennai to bangalore and uh, meeting me here in bangalore and looking forward to the interview it's a pleasure and so we start with your book and uh, it's a It's an amazing book uh, has a phenomenal title against all odds of course a lot of odds stacked but then there's an india story there's an india story that's emerged big that's emerged from where it was to where it is today uh, so what was the inspiration behind this book krish uh, you know was i know you also run itihasa uh, if i pronounce it right and there's a lot of material collected put together but what is your your own personal you know, conviction in writing this book I'm um, fortunate to be part of uh, the IT industry, which mm-hmm. has become world class from nowhere. Mm-hmm. I'm part of uh, the computer revolution, digital computer revolution, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, again uh, seen how India played a major part uh, when you look at, especially the software piece. Mm-hmm. India played a major part in that, and um, uh, I wanted to uh, document. the stories of the people who were involved mm-hmm. uh, from uh, fc kohli ramadurai narayan murthy asim prenji etc and anandan nilakani so we got the opportunity as itihasa to interview all these people mm-hmm. and these are now available on the internet at uh, the itihasa.com website mm-hmm. Uh, after we did this uh, many people came forward and said uh, why don't you convert that into a book oh, with nice. your own personal anecdotes and things like that mm. so um, myself and my co-authors they are sindhu and krishnan who are also part of itihasa mm-hmm. decided that we will uh, endeavor to write this as a book uh, it's more um, uh, accessible uh, it's an offline format so people can hold it there hands and read it at their convenience so we felt um, uh, having a different format to um, capturing the history uh, would be beneficial absolutely so you chronicle different journeys and you yourself have a phenomenal journey you know right out of iit madras and then you know you working along with a few and then uh, in a joining together with them and founding infosys so uh how is that journey like for a young you know person back in the day from iit madras you studied iit madras and that's your connection to chennai and madras as well so um if you can go back to that young krish uh, what was young krish dreams and hopes and aspirations and how has the journey been 
Again, uh, I was fortunate that at IIT Madras, while I was doing my MSc physics, I got introduced to computers hmm. and switched to uh, doing a master's in computer science at IIT Madras. So it was um, a lucky uh, break for me. Uh, I was not fully aware of uh, where that would take me, but um, I got fascinated with computers. Mm -hmm. Uh, then I joined Patni Computers um, in uh, Mumbai. That's where I met uh, all the other founders of Infosys and we started in 1981. At that point, uh, our goal was to create a, a respected global company out of India. Mm -hmm. Because we felt that um, India had the talent. Uh, the world needed a lot of software to be written and we could do it sitting here in India. You know, the, that's the early genesis of um, remote work. Yeah. <laughs> and we felt that uh, it could be done. Even though in those days, internet was not there, telecom links were not there. Mm. We would write the software, put it on magnetic tapes and ship it using courier. Wow. Right. So that's the uh, start of uh, remote work in those days, you know, in our own way. Mm -hmm. But we believed in India. And we believed that um, um, software would... Um, transform um, business. Uh, we didn't really expect it to transform our personal lives, hmm. but uh, we believed that software would transform businesses and we wanted to take advantage of that opportunity. Awesome. And um, since then, I mean, you, uh, Infosys has become a big, you know, giant in itself and has touched millions, uh, if not billions of lives, right? Uh, so in this whole journey um, as well, uh, you have seen and helped a lot of different smaller companies. And right now, you know, uh, you are, you have initiated and founded Axelor and as well as you continue to invest in, in different companies. So what is the big difference you see from then and now, Krish? See, then there was no expectation of creating a world-class company out of India. Perfect. Uh, there was uh, very few examples of um, uh, global multinationals emerging out of India. Mm -hmm. um, and um, uh, expectations were low. In that sense, we said, um, you know, the title of the book is apt against all odds, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, because today, uh, that industry is 200 billion plus, employing 5 million people, it's regarded world class. It has inspired a new generation of entrepreneurs. Uh, I see this as the third wave of entrepreneurship. The first wave in late 70s, early 80s. The second wave in the late 90s. And the third wave really started you know, in the 2010 time frame. And so, um, you know, today expectations are very high. Uh, expectation is that um, uh, India would be a hub for... Um, uh, IT mm -hmm. to the world and not just uh, India. And we will create uh, multiple uh, um, global uh, companies out of India. That's the expectation. We need it also. Mm -hmm. If India has to transform itself into a developed country, we need this um, uh, these multinationals to emerge out of India. Absolutely. So expectations have changed. Mm -hmm. Technology provides you the opportunity to launch new businesses because every business today will get disrupted. We have seen how retail got disrupted with e-commerce. Hmm. 
uh, we saw how financial services got disrupted using UPI and um, the account aggregator program, now ONDC, Open Network for Digital Commerce program. Healthcare will get disrupted with digital healthcare. So every industry will get disrupted. And these disruptions are opportunities for new leadership to emerge. This is when um, you know companies out of nowhere become large and dominate that industry. So if you look at the U.S. Um, uh, stock market, you know the top companies are all digital companies less than fifty years old. Hmm. You know Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, um, Google. These are all companies that are less than fifty years old, and these are all digital companies, hmm. uh, IT companies, right? So these disruptions allow uh, new leadership to emerge, and that's an opportunity for India to create these um, new uh, companies. And India has, I believe, everything going for it. It has a large consumer base, 1.4 billion people, hmm. uh, which is a you know large market if you're targeting consumers. Uh, it has talent in plenty, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the IT industry itself is employing 5 million people, 50 lakh people. And many of them are global employees. They work with global multinationals. They understand global business. And they can be tapped to become founders. They can be tapped to become um, leaders in new businesses. Mm -hmm. um, money is today available in the sense that it flows to where uh, opportunity to um, create new businesses, opportunity to fund startups uh, arises, right? And I, I see that in the last um, uh, year alone, India has attracted about $40 billion of startup capital. Right. So, you know, India has uh, all these opportunities and uh, I feel we must take full advantage of um, these uh, these. Um, possibilities actually these opportunities absolutely absolutely so coming back to Axelor Ventures you are you are supporting this young talent uh, who have a vision and who want to disrupt this space so how does Axelor Ventures help and what's the genesis and the story of Axelor Ventures so after I stepped down from Infosys I needed something to do <laughs> so one of the uh, one of the um, Initiatives at that point was Axelor Ventures. I started with um, my uh, uh, colleagues at Infosys, Ashiblal, Srinath Bhatni, uh, Ganapati. Ganapati became the CEO of Axelor Ventures. Nice. And our goal was to share our knowledge mm -hmm. to help uh, early stage companies, uh, companies uh, very early in their um, uh, growth story, uh, first one or two years. Because that's when uh, they require a strong foundation to be built. They need it to be guided properly. Mm -hmm. um, uh, if you have a strong foundation, you can build on that and create um, a large edifice. So we felt that um, that's the area that we should focus. And there are very few um, funds focused on early stage. So we are a very early stage fund and um, a supporter of um, startups. Uh, our focus area continues to be digital commerce, uh, deep tech, um, financial services and fintech, um, healthcare. So some of these areas are the 
focus areas for us. I saw something on climate as well. So I think you are sustainability, sustainability yeah. and climate also is a good goal that you're focusing on. Awesome. So coming back, um, you know, as we were chatting before this whole uh, conversation, uh, there's something very interesting. We were talking about Tamil Nadu as, as, as a good ecosystem that's emerging. So how do you see that ecosystem, you know, emerge since, you know, you've seen this whole, um, you, you've been there, you've studied there and, and you've been carefully observing. How do you see this ecosystem emerge and shape? See, Tamil Nadu has a base of um, industries. Mm -hmm. um, if you go to different parts of Tamil Nadu, it's known for different set of industries. You know, if you look at Chennai, it's known for its automotive industry. Uh, it's known for um, industrial um, companies, etc. Mm -hmm. If you go to, let's say, Coimbatore, Tirupur, Coimbatore machine tools, Tirupur for textiles. So different parts of uh, Tamil Nadu have demonstrated that um, uh, they can create large industries, you know, whose presence is felt not just in India, but across the world, even exports, right? Uh, we just need to leverage the current engine for growth, which is digital technologies. Mm -hmm. So you need to um, you need to uh, take advantage of um, this wave of uh, innovation that's coming, uh, and this impacts every industry. Uh, so if we can identify, so for example, around Chennai around how does digital technologies disrupt the automotive industry. And it is going through a transition, transition to electric vehicles, transition to you know, more um, intelligence in the car, you know, using multiple sensors and things like assisted driving, self-driving vehicles, uh, new battery technology, uh, new materials that are used and like composite materials to reduce the weight. So a lot of changes are happening in the automotive sector. Very similar to that, um, you know, every industry has to be part of a supply chain, global supply chain, mm -hmm. which will be driven by digital technologies. So we can reimagine uh, traditional industries being transformed. And can we now make this the driver for new generation of businesses being created in these uh, locations, mm -hmm. assisted by um, the current leaders. Mm -hmm. uh, the current leaders have uh, multiple roles to play. Of course, they can use digital technology and transform their own businesses. Um, oh. Also, they can act as angel investors. Um, they can support a new um, generation of startups. So we need to create these local uh, local engines for uh, startups, you know, ecosystem for startups mm -hmm. in each of these locations. I see this emerging in Coimbatore. I see this emerging in Madurai. Uh, and and you will be surprised. Even agriculture can be transformed using digital technology. We are already seeing that, right? They're using drones, IoT, sensors. You know, agriculture itself is getting transformed. Of course, connecting to the supply chain, global supply chain, Hmm. Uh, we can think of agriculture as an export industry. Hmm. So every industry must reimagine itself, create a new generation of um, uh, businesses, quote-unquote startups, driven by new generation of entrepreneurs. I think that's the opportunity for Tamil Nadu. And what is unique about Tamil Nadu state, which I very much um, appreciate because other states are trying to create this, it is 
all-round growth across the state. Hmm. You know, starting from Tirunelveli, you know, I know a little bit of Tamil Nadu because I've traveled extensively. Tirunelveli, Coimbatore, Erod, Salem, uh, Madurai, Trichy, you know, it, there is all-round growth. Uh, it's just not Chennai. Hmm. And we need to again take advantage. Tamil Nadu also have excellent educational institutions across the state, which, um, you know, which um, create the talent that's required. That's again an engine for uh, this new business creation. Um, so we need to take advantage of this and create, uh, create these uh, hubs for startups across the state. But it requires the local industry leadership to come forward to say that we will spend, let's say, five of us, you know, half a day mm. uh, every week supporting other businesses, supporting new businesses, right. being a mentor to a startup, etc. Mm. Because early on, it is the local business that supports new business creation. Then when they, you know, when they're able to stand on their two feet, then others will come and invest. Outside uh, investors would come uh, because they want to get good returns on their investment. But that initial risk-taking mm -hmm. must happen from uh, local uh, business leaders. Absolutely. So I hope um, you know the business leaders listening to this would say, okay, I will spend a Friday afternoon or a Saturday forenoon helping startups. That would be very helpful. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean... Uh... Uh, so switching back to startup, we, we spoke about startups a number of times in our, you know, conversation. Um, so what, you know, according to you is a good recipe for doing a good startup? Of course, like, you know, it is very contextual. It depends on the sector, depends on, you know, uh, the problem that you're solving. But what are some of the things that you think an entrepreneur should definitely have? And, uh, you know, what are some of the things that you noticed why startups really fail and they don't make it? Now for a quick word from our sponsors. On March 23rd, 2023, from across the world, the best from the tech industry are gathering together in Chennai, India, for an amazing event, You Imagine, where industry leaders will speak on the latest in climate tech, Web 3.0, AR and VR, AI and ML, data science and all the latest tech trends making the rounds since our new normal. Now you can get a sneak peek into some of the speakers earlier by listening to their podcast on the Umagine podcast right here on your favorite player. For more information, visit www.umaginechennai.com. Now, back to the episode. You know, you need an idea that uh, is, um, um, you know, the right one at the right time. It's very important to be um, timely. Uh, you're riding on emerging technologies, so you need to identify a disruption you believe that is going to transform an industry. So coming back to automotive, right? Um, uh, the transition to EV, hmm. using uh, battery technologies. Uh, so you can actually look at... Um, developing, um, you know, the electronics, uh, the telematics of these cars. Uh, you can think about um, new battery technology, more efficient batteries. You can think about reimagining how the car will be laid out 
you can look at um, assisted um, driving, any of these things, right, are um, things that are going to transform the vehicle itself. Mm -hmm. uh, vehicle ownership is also changing. Uh, people are now asking, should I own a vehicle or should I get a vehicle on rent or on lease? Or, um, you know, when I need, you know, I should be able to access a vehicle, right? So ownership is changing, business models are changing. All these are opportunities for new business to be created. So if you can identify a good idea, that's first. Second, you need a team. Hmm. Uh, the founding team is very important. This is a marathon. So you need to have the team stay together for long periods of time must have similar value systems, must um, have similar horizon for um, wealth creation, right? If somebody wants to make money, you know, like in six months and, and the person says, let's do it in the next five years, there is a um, difference in their expectations, etc. Hmm. Uh, so you need founders with similar expectations, similar horizons for um, wealth creation, similar values similar um, uh, understanding of what it's required to build a business itself. Mm -hmm. Third, right. you um, need to put together a business plan that will uh, attract investment. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, risk-taking with external money is um, uh, always advisable because you don't want to put your um, family in jeopardy by, in, you know, by investing all your personal money. Mm. So it is advisable to get external funding, which means you need to have a good plan and you need to be able to pitch it to investors. You need to have a convincing story. The same thing is true for um, attracting employees. Mm. Uh, they believe in your story more than anything else. You don't have a track record, so they have to believe in your story. So you have to be a very good storyteller or one of the founders has to be a very good storyteller. Mm. Uh, you know, that's what sales is all about. Uh, so you need to build a team and then you need to stay the course, right? And get mentors, get advice when you need it. Uh, there are a lot of um, incubators and accelerators, a lot of mentors available today. So find somebody who can help you and support you. Ask for help. Uh, and last but not the least, um, there are multiple initiatives from the government to support startups. Hmm. Identify, um, you know, a, a plan that suits you and uh, work with the government also. Get government support if need be. Absolutely. And what would your advice be to, uh, you know, somebody who wants to go and join a startup, not as a founder, not starting, but wants to go and join a startup as an employee. Uh, since you have, you're working with multiple startups and uh, you yourself built a very big company on your own. So, so as an individual, you are taking a risk joining a startup. I'll be, you know, honest about it. That's right. Uh, because um, uh, startups can fail. Hmm. You know, you don't want them to fail, but uh, the reality is that um, the likelihood of failure is high because they're taking risks. Uh, so as an individual, if you are comfortable taking that risk, please join a startup because the journey is exciting. The exposure that you get is... Uh, uh, amazing because you get uh, to see uh, a business from start, right? Uh, growing from zero to one, one to ten, ten to hundred, right? Right. That kind of uh, growth is um, 
uh, accelerating. And so you you can experience that and you will learn a lot from that experience. Mm. Um, but you must be able to take the risk of joining a startup. You will get rewarded with uh, typically stock options and things like that. So your ability to create wealth for yourself also is high, but you need to take the risk. Absolutely. So in in the you know in the beginning when we were talking you were talking about you you uh, and others founding Infosys which had this theme of creating a respectable Indian company right and from there a lot of things have happened what is your vision for India right now Krish like how do you see India from now I see uh, India uh, becoming a developed economy over the next um, twenty five years. Um, you know, we have set ourselves a vision for India at 100. Mm. Uh, and, um, you know, from a $3 trillion economy, India will become a 15 to $20 trillion economy. Uh, we will be a middle-income country. We will have multiple uh, industries in which uh, new businesses would be created, new very large multinational businesses would be created globally. Competitive businesses will be created. Mm-hmm. So that's an amazing opportunity. Uh, and, um, you know, if, you, if I look back in the last 25, 30 years, I have seen amazing changes happen, right? Um, uh, internet, uh, mobile telephones, all these came about in the last 25 years, right? Uh, really took off. Hmm. Um, so the next 25 years are going to be even more exciting with, um, uh, I believe, significant transformation of uh, various industries. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I see, for example, uh, cures for incurable diseases in healthcare. You know, we are at the, I think, cusp of um, curing cancer. Uh, we will probably understand better some of the uh, neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia. Um, so there are so many exciting um new developments in every aspect of her business. And India has an opportunity to lead. See, just like I said, a industry um, uh, transformation is an opportunity for new business creation. Mm-hmm. A transformation um, of an economy is an opportunity for uh, India to emerge as a developed country, as a leading country in the world, not just in terms of you know, GDP size, but in terms of um, creating these disruptions. Mm. Um, and, and, and I feel that India can take leadership. We have demonstrated this in the fintech area, not just in IT, in fintech. You know, UPI is an example of um, how we can um, uh, transform an industry. Our telecom industry is again world-class. Mm. Uh, and and what India provides to the world is affordable innovation. Mm. Right? Uh, um, so, you know, I'll give you two examples. Um, India is able to vaccinate a billion people at $3 per dose. Mm. Whereas a dose of vaccine costs $30 outside India in a developed country. Ten times what costs in India. So it's an affordable innovation which seems to have protected the country mm. when when COVID struck, right? Um, uh, similarly, in the telecom, 
you know, we are rolling out 5G across the country. And uh, I saw the Reliance announcement, which said that by end of 2023, 5G will cover the entire country. Mm. But look at this. At about 3,000 rupees, you get unlimited calls, unlimited messaging, and about 2-3 GB of data every single day. And 3,000 rupees per year is approximately 250 rupees per month. True. Which is amazingly affordable. Nowhere else in the world can you get you know, such a telecom service. So that's the second example. UPI is the third example where you can transfer money to anybody just knowing their telephone number. Zero cost, instantaneous, real time. Again, nowhere else in the world. Um, so I think India has an opportunity to create affordable innovations, inclusive innovations for all the 8 billion people in the world. Traditionally, innovations targeted the top 1 billion people. India has the opportunity to create innovation for the 8 billion people. And that is a powerful statement for India to make, that we can create affordable, inclusive innovation for the entire world. Awesome, Krish. So um, with all of this happening and a lot of talent you know, coming out of colleges, what would your you know, uh, recommendation and advice be for colleges and for institutions to produce good talent? So they need to take advantage of um, emerging technologies just like any other industry mm -hmm. to reimagine education. Uh, education is not about transfer of knowledge anymore. Mm -hmm. It is about actually giving experience to the people, the confidence to the students to uh, become global employees, global citizens, be an active participant in this transformation or the change that is going to happen, India transforming itself to a developed economy. I got an opportunity being at the right place at the right time, you know, join computer science, part of the digital revolution. Multiple such revolutions are going to happen. You know, I talked about healthcare and life sciences, how cancer is going to be cured, how automotive industry is going to change. So can you create these students uh, who can um, be passionate about driving this change. Hmm. Uh, so you need to create that entrepreneurial spirit. You need to create that um, spirit of adventure, spirit of curiosity, in inquisitiveness, uh, risk-taking, uh, and a can-do attitude, optimistic attitude in uh, students. Uh, I am very confident about their talent, in, in inbuilt talent. Now, we need to kindle that. That can happen in our educational institutions. If we're able to do that, I think we will be unstoppable. Absolutely. So towards the end of this conversation, you also are the advisor for you, Imagine. So what is your, your expectation and vision for you, Imagine, as an advisor? You see, you Imagine is a government um, uh, initiative, of course, with industry participation. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it's broad-based. It is to Think about um, how Tamil Nadu will play an active role in the development of India uh, in the next 25 years, you know, where emerging technologies are going to drive the change. Mm. So what is the role Tamil Nadu will play? Which are the areas, which are the cities that will make this happen? 
it's a it's a great opportunity for meeting of minds, discuss, debate, and set a vision and set an action plan, not just vision, action plan for the state to drive this um, change in India. It's a huge opportunity, and I'm confident that uh, Tamil Nadu is the most industrialized and has been leading in uh, many industries. So this is an opportunity for Tamil Nadu to actually continue to play that role in emerging areas driven by emerging technologies. So that's my vision. Thank you so much for taking this afternoon and having this conversation with us and looking forward to also hosting you back at You Imagine in March. Uh, thanks again for the time, Trish. No, thank you very much. I enjoyed it. And uh, I'm also looking forward to uh, You Imagine uh, uh, and meeting many other uh, uh, budding um, entrepreneurs and established leadership of um, industry there so that together we can uh, build this. Thanks, Krish. That brings us to the end of this episode of the You Imagine podcast. We want to take this time to thank our guest, Mr. Chris Gopalakrishnan, the chairman of Axelor Ventures, for taking time to come on the show. Joseph Abraham, CEO and founder of Startup Atom, for hosting the show and the You Imagine team for their support. A special mention to Arun Joseph, Subhash and Charles for their post-production work on this episode. Make sure you join us on the next episode of the You Imagine podcast. Thank you for listening.